Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Hey there. Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show. So happy to have you along today. Today we're talking about how your tax returns are probably going to be a little bit smaller this year. But first, here's a bonus. Just want to uh, mention something real quick from our sponsor for today's podcast. It's nice to say Happy New Year and also nice to say Au Revoir 2020. Good riddance. You know, with the new year and for many Americans, this is kind of the time where you start thinking about your finances again. You know, maybe it has something to do with all those tax forms you're going to be getting in the mail. <laughs> if you're looking to kick off the new year with some better habits around saving and investing, you got to check out M1 Finance. We've been fans of theirs for a long time. They recently launched their smart transfer feature. It's just like automatic saving and investing made easy. You can set up transfers based on your own settings too, and then just let M1 do the rest of the work. <laughs> it's a great way to auto-invest or save based on what your goals are. And to make the deal even sweeter, any user who opens and funds a new account of over $1,000 during January is going to get a $30 bonus. I like bonuses. Check out M1 Finance at thecollegeinvestor.com slash M1. All right, now back to it. Here's why your tax returns are going to be a little bit smaller this year. So beyond the continued unemployment, smaller stimulus, and trying circumstances of the continuing pandemic, a lot of Americans are going to be surprised by a smaller refund this year. Or even worse, owe taxes unexpectedly. Ah, So the average tax return last year was $2,616. Average, whew, according to the IRS. That's bigger than stimulus checks and other help. So Americans are hoping for their tax returns as soon as possible. But sadly, due to various changes to income and assistance last year, tax returns for many will likely be smaller. And they could be delayed, too. You can check out the tax refund calendar at thecollegeinvestor.com. Even worse, many could find themselves owing taxes when they've never had to owe before. Here's why your tax refund might be smaller. Unemployment compensation. The first big reason is unemployment compensation. A variety of programs were launched last year to help Americans who became unemployed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The biggest program was the CARES Act, which added 600 bucks a week in federal unemployment to existing state benefits. Some other unemployment benefits included state benefits, which you could opt to not have your taxes withheld from, or the short-term FEMA unemployment benefits. It's important to remember that unemployment compensation, including this extra $600 a week, is considered taxable income. However, due to the quick rollout of the extra $600 and the fact that it came from the federal government versus state governments, that means that many Americans didn't have any taxes withheld from their unemployment checks. Ah, if, you if you were receiving full $600 deposits, it means you didn't pay any taxes on that money. As such, when you file your return, you're going to owe taxes on this amount. <sighs> it could significantly reduce your refund. And yes, it could even make you owe taxes. Please keep this in mind. And there was no student loan interest. A huge tax deduction for a lot of people. Very popular. In fact, 43 million Americans with student loan debt <laughs> claim this deduction. It's the student loan interest deduction. 
So to make the student loan interest deduction, you must pay at least $600 in student loan interest. You can only deduct up to a maximum of $2,500 in interest paid. The student loan interest deduction is an adjustment of your gross income. So, if you pay $2,500 in student loan interest and you earned $60,000, you'll only pay taxes on $57,500. However, due to the COVID-19 student loan forbearance, federally held student loans have been paused since March. These loans have had no payments and interest has been 0%. As such, most Americans with student loans haven't paid any interest for nine months. The result? You might not qualify to deduct any interest on your taxes, thus increasing your tax bill. A rise in side hustles. So with over 31 million Americans becoming unemployed in 2020, a staggering number of people were working for extra, or looking for extra work, I should say, in the gig economy or by side hustling. However, given this was the first time many of them have worked as contractors or even as their own small business, they may be surprised by the tax implications of their side gig. Unlike working a job and getting a paycheck, income earned from gig economy work or through self-employment isn't subject to any tax withholding. Instead, you report your income and expenses at tax time and pay the IRS any tax due. Sadly, with most people working these gigs because they urgently needed the money, many likely did not set any aside to cover an unexpected tax bill. If you didn't earn a lot of money, or maybe none at all, you're not going to owe much, if anything. But if you were work making really good money on the side, you could have a substantial tax bill. So before you freak out, make sure that you are properly accounting for both your income and your expenses. As a freelancer or self-employed person, you do have to claim your income, but you also get to deduct any expenses related to that work. For example, if you're delivering for DoorDash, you would actually have the following expenses. Mileage, which is 57.5 cents per mile for 2020 driving. That's a chunk of change. A percentage of your phone and phone service, maybe 50%. Phone accessories you use, like a charger in your car and any other accessories you need for work. So, if you made $5,000 driving for food delivery, that would be your income. But let's say you drove 5,000 miles on your car to make that money. You would deduct your mileage expense, which would be 0.575, the cents per mile rate, times 5,000, which is how many miles you drove, which would equal $2,875 you could deduct. You can also take 50% of your cell phone bill, which would be $300, let's say, and $50 in supplies, like a car charger, etc. With that, you would actually only owe taxes on $1,775 in income. That's a little bit easier to swallow. You can then look at your tax bracket and see how much you owe. And we have all the tax brackets at thecollegeinvestor.com. If you find yourself owing taxes and you can't pay, the worst thing you can do is avoid it. We have a guide on what to do if you owe the IRS money too. You can find that as well, I know I sound like a broken record, at thecollegeinvestor.com. Here are some important reminders. First, it is very, very important to remember that the stimulus checks are not taxable. I know this is going to be circulating the interest due to people getting smaller tax returns, so I want to debunk this right now. Again, I, <laughs> I repeat, stimulus checks are not 
taxable. It is indeed free money. However, if you didn't get your stimulus check, you can claim your missing stimulus check on your tax return this year. Check out our list of the best tax software to look at your filing options. Second, more extra unemployment benefits are coming to Americans. So if you are getting the full amount, you need to contact your state's unemployment benefit office and get them to start withholding taxes. Like, do that today. Otherwise, you will find yourself in a similar situation again next year. You don't want that. All right, so let's look at some final thoughts. We know the pandemic has been so challenging for everyone. This tax season is going to be no different. With most Americans having new tax situations, this will lead to smaller returns or even unexpectedly owing taxes. If you do find yourself in a situation where you're owing money to the IRS and can't afford it, speak to a tax professional. Beyond addressing your current situation, you want to work at resolving the issue this year so it doesn't hurt you again when you file next time. I do know from personal experience, the first time I owed taxes to the IRS, I didn't have enough to pay for them. However, I filed my taxes early enough that I could save before April 15th. So it all worked out in the end. So of course, the other piece of advice would be don't procrastinate on filing your taxes. And that is all we have for today. I hope it was helpful just to uh, kind of keep some things in mind as it was such a unique year. Now, if you have a friend who is also working in the gig economy and you know, hey, this is going to help them too, please feel free to share this. We love helping other people. That's why we exist. You can also check out thecollegeinvestor.com for all the links and resources that we talked about today too. And remember that M1 finance deal? Check that out too thecollegeinvestor.com slash M1. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you again very soon. Happy filing. I hope it's happy. <laughs>